We have proof that Hillary Clinton is a psychic mind reader and predicted how 97% of the Trump presidency would play out. We did not fact check that, but here are Hillary the Medium's top four premonitions from the 2016 campaign trail. June, Columbus. Quote, he's trying to say he's changed. He's really now in it for America, but he's doing the exact same thing he's been doing for years. Nobody cared. FYI, the State Department and U.S. embassies started promoting Trump's Mar-a-Lago on their official website on Monday. October, San Diego. Putin is manipulating Donald. Putin is a trained intelligence officer from the old KGB. He knows he can use flattery to get into Donald's head, to make Donald the Kremlin's puppet. And it seems to be working. Donald has signaled to Putin that he will let Russia do whatever it wants from Ukraine to Syria and beyond. Nobody cared. This defies explanation because if you have no idea what this is referencing, I just don't know where you've been. June, San Diego. Donald Trump's ideas aren't just different, they're dangerously incoherent. They're not even really ideas, just a series of bizarre rants, personal feuds, and outright lies. He's not just unprepared, he's temperamentally unfit to hold an office that requires knowledge, stability, and immense responsibility. That is, savage, and yet nobody cared. Just this week, the AP described Trump as, at times, unintelligible during an interview. We all know how bratty he is. August, Reno. A man with a long history of racial discrimination, who traffics in dark conspiracy theories drawn from the pages of supermarket tabloids in the far reaches of the internet, should never run our government or command our military. If he doesn't respect all Americans, how can he serve all Americans? Hillary would know since she was serving truth and nobody cared. Mere months later, Steve Bannon would become the unofficial president and Richard Spencer would do a Nazi salute to Trump. If anything, we have just confirmed with 100% accuracy that Hillary Clinton has unbelievable mind-reading capabilities. Motion for a charmed reboot with Hillary, Maxine, and Chelsea? Aye. Aye. Hillary, Chelsea, 2020, don't stop till men can't stop crying. Over the last couple years, the political climate in the U.S. has become increasingly scary. People of color are under attack. Queer and trans people are under attack. Women's rights, you guessed it, they're under attack. The post-election vibe amongst young women is, this sucks. I want to help, but how? My name is Jill Gutowitz. And I'm Carmen Rios. We're bringing together your favorite stars with politicians, activists, and analysts to talk current issues, U.S. government, and activism. We're all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wokeness. This is The, the Bossy, Bossy Show. Show. Coming up, we've got YouTuber Andrea Russett in studio. This Saturday, April 29th, marks Trump's 100th day in office, so we're going to recount how badly he's embarrassed himself. Plus, we've got expert Amy Siskin checking in. Amy is the president and co-founder of The New Agenda, an organization that seeks to advance women into leadership roles. She's kept a list of pretty much every garbage thing Trump has done since his first day in office, so we're pretty pumped to hear what she has to say. It has officially been 100 days, well, in two days it will be, since Trump has been our president. Donald Trump is our president currently. That is happening. Womp. Womp. <laughs> uh, Carmen, question for you. What are some of the highlights from your first 100 days in Trump's America? Let's see. Um, you know, 
I have had, uh, you know, there's been so many moments that really stand out to me. I think um, laying in my bed at night. Oh, this is an actual true story. Like, I was going to say this is a joke, and then I remembered that it's real. Um, <laughs> so I was going to say crying at Hillary Clinton commercials from mere weeks before the world ended. Um in my room, but actually this one time I was full bore sobbing at like an at like one of the I think like that that video Hillary released like on election day or the day before that was like our story and it was like the Oh my god sort of like the narrative of the campaign. It was just really amazing. Like I cried watching that video before the election, Mm -hmm. you know? So I was watching it full bore sobbing and you know like sobbing doing things like saying things like why? Like yeah. talking, like sort of like yelling at Straight the up goddess, Nancy like Kerrigan. Why? Yeah, like being like, "Why? How is this real? How can this happen?" And I like went, and my roommate literally was like knocking on my door and was like, "Are you, like, are are you okay?" Yeah. And I realized that like my house could hear me, like full bore sobbing at this Hillary Clinton video, but yeah. they couldn't hear the video. They could only hear me like. Scr- crying yeah. and screaming. Um, and then I think almost ordering a life-size Hillary Clinton cutout for myself, which mm-hmm. I honestly, I still debate. I've been building this Hillary shrine at work and at home. Um, and it's been a really strong healing activity. And um, also I did, because uh, Donald Trump won, I went to Chappaqua with my mom and I tried to find Hillary, not in the woods, but at a French restaurant and at a bookstore. She wasn't there. Then I drove to her house. I think she was whoa. home. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> it was cute. Um, basically, I think one of the actual highlights of the 100 days in terms of my my pain and my healing process with relation to my wife being so um, injured in the public eye, mm. my forever bay, um, I think is that there, there has been like a weird sense of vindication and like I don't feel good that this happened, but considering how hard I was standing for Hillary Clinton for like a year and a half and how many people didn't listen to me, there is a part of me that's like, she was right, I was right, could have lived our dreams. Yeah. Maybe you'll listen to women next time, motherfucker. Probably not, though. Yeah, probably not. There's some mistakes we don't like to learn from. My favorite part of Trump's 100 Days was definitely the Women's March because I... Went to D.C. and it was really, really fun. And I stayed that in a hotel fun. and I got a definite panic attack in the crowd, but it was <laughs> worth it because I was surrounded by like-minded people yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah. Also, we taped part of the first episode ever of The Bossy Show there with Lauren Haregi. Self-plug. Go check it out. Episode one. Yeah, I mean, I think a highlight of the 100 days is The Bossy Show. It's been fun. Hey. Keeping, keeping me um, sane, balanced, grounded. Um, another thing, I would not call this a best part, <laughs> probably a worst part, but also, you know, a real thing that is happening in America is that Trump's Trump is obviously polarizing and a lot of people's relationships with family members, friends, cousins, etc., acquaintances mm. have changed. I mean, I've had relationships with people change, you know, I I think I got to a point where I think everyone did. It got to a point where you were just like yeah, I'm done tolerating your nonsense on mm. Facebook and we're either going to talk about it and you're going to like sit down and understand why what you're doing is wrong and racist and sexist or I'm cutting you out of my life and I feel fine about that. You know what I mean? 
we've we've ridden all of this insane shit out with humor, but it has also been a very bizarre um honestly more than a hundred days. Like I feel like the sort of authoritarian fascist stuff that is happening that felt like a tangible threat, like I started feeling that on election night. I yeah. Um, I just remember like calling my mom crying on election night and being like, this is the scariest thing that's ever happened. I asked her a few days later if because um, like I obviously wasn't alive and I asked her to confirm for me that it was darker than Bush and darker than Nixon. Mm-hmm. And she did. And then I remember also talking to her a different time on the phone and being like, Mom, like, none of this can ever feel normal. We can't let any anything that's about to happen feel normal because it's about to be insane up in this joint. But, yeah, like, I feel like the descent into – and it's been weird how little people – how quickly people do adapt to insane shit. It's crazy. Including, I mean, like, including me, you know? Like no, you, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's weird watching yourself, like – learn to deal with a world in which like your president is threatening nuclear war and trying to ban Muslims and like trying to kill women around the world with these like restrictive abortion policies and like removing funding for these women's like family planning programs in like different countries and it's insane that I wake up every day and I like go to work and and, like eat a salad and and, like and like make I don't know make soul cycle in an authoritarian state it's like you got you like you pick your battles you know what I mean like I used to get like really friggin hyped over his tweets and like now like you know, I don't get a news alert every time there's a tweet, so that's good. Thank you, New yeah, York Times. People finally but like, stopped writing about that bullshit. But like, I don't look at his tweets. I don't follow him. Like, that doesn't like. I I mean, I I see them in passing, and I'm like, oh, this fucking guy. Oh, I blocked I, Donald Trump as self care like on election night. Yeah, but it's because now I'm like worried about the threat of nuclear war and like mm. losing my literal rights and like healthcare. Um, you know, it's like you got to pick your battles, and it's crazy, and that's how, that's how things change. That's how things. You know, we can't get lazy now. This is, even though it feels like, oh, we, like, have done so much stuff. It's like, yeah, unfortunately, we have to keep doing this stuff. So coming up in a few minutes, we're going to talk to Andrea Russett, and we're going to recount, you know, the biggest failures and, you know, hottest (laughs) moments from the Trump's 100 Days. Uh, The highlights. The highlights. But first, we're going to talk to Amy Siskind. Um, I really want to talk to her. She is a very popular lady on Twitter and with good reason. Um, she po- every single week since Trump's been in office has posted a long list um, on Twitter, basically saying experts in authoritarianism say that it's important to keep lists of all of the things changing around you, um, because if you don't keep track of it, it becomes normalized. Yeah. And so queen of Twitter, Amy Siskind, has been keeping this these lists for us for literally like 20 weeks now. And they're on Medium. And they're really good and they're like really, really thorough. So uh, we're going to talk to her. Um, she's also the co-founder of The New Agenda. Um, and we're going to see, because she knows everything, what are her highlights and best worst from Trump's 100 Yeah, what's days? her hot take? I'm here with Amy Siskind. Amy, uh, Amy has been very, very active on Twitter. Um, I mean, I found out post-election about your Twitter stuff, which has been great. Um, If you could tell us a little bit about the lists that you've been keeping about Trump's first 100 days as president. Sure. 
Thank you for having me. Just as, as background, I, I run a national women's organization called The New Agenda. So the day after the election, we kind of put our heads together and thought about what the election would mean for women generally. And we have a very diverse audience for our organization. And so one of the things we wanted to keep an eye on is how different subsets of women would be impacted. So um, you know, black American women, women that were immigrants, LGBTQ women, um, Muslim American women. So we kind of had a strategy there and that kind of set me watching very closely how things played out as the election passed and things started to, to kind of you know happen in our country. And um, what I did initially was I don't have a background in history, but I read a lot of articles about authoritarianism, which basically is a different kind of government where instead of having elected officials that we've always had in our democracy that um, work together and collaborate and you know fight about issues, um, in an authoritarian regime, it's, it's more of a dictator. So one person who takes charge of everything and dismisses away what the judges say and dismisses away what our senators and Congress people say. Uh, so I read a lot about that. And, and the thing that kind of stood out to me when I was reading about it is it will be happening slowly and subtly and you won't notice how things that were always normal for your entire life are no longer normal. Um, and so I, that was the impetus behind the list that the experts that I was reading articles about were, were saying you have to have it in writing because things will start to change quickly and subtly and otherwise you won't notice. And I, my daughter is 19. I know when, when the election happened, a lot of her friends in college felt like this was the worst day of their life since 9-11. It was such a tragedy. So clearly things were, you know, this was an election unlike others, there was going to be some dramatic shift, and I kind of took this on as my civic duty to help us keep track so we would have a way back to normalcy at the end. Totally. Um, so what is your impression of Trump's first 100 days, and what do you think they signal for what's going to come next? So the first 100 days have been unlike any other um, time in our government sort of the worst fears of the things that I read in these articles that might happen have happened so I, you know I'll give you an example of some of the items in the early list that we've already normalized um, number one being we have an elected official who communicates through Twitter predominantly right so that's revolutionary and I don't think it's just technology or, or social media changing I, I, I think that this is the first and only time that we're going to have somebody who, who, you know, is in a bad mood on a Saturday morning and so decides to attack Barack Obama or decides he's upset with North Korea and sends out a tweet. So that's really unusual, but we've normalized that. We've, we've normalized the fact that he's still the executive producer of Celebrity Apprentice. We've normalized the fact that Melania Trump and Barron Trump don't live in the White House. All these things, like week after week, that are happening, um, we're not talking about anymore because every week is sort of a deluge of, of chaos is the best word I can use to describe it. And if you're following the news, which I am, it kind of makes your head spin. The list, 
the first week I did it in November was nine items. Now, every week, the list tends to go between 65 and 75 items. Wow. Yeah, that gives you a sense of how many unusual things are happening each week. And and the list is only capturing things that are, you know, kind of like tweeting or, or the executive producer of Celebrity Apprentice that are that are unique to this guy, um, and it, it generally it might be to do with Russia, it might be to do with conflicts of interest, it might be to do um, with things that are just not normal. But I, I'd say in these first hundred days, if you know, you look at his accomplishments, he really doesn't have any. Um, he, I, the Republicans, he's a Republican, and the Republicans now control the House and the Senate, so a traditional Republican or a traditional Democrat like President Obama when he was first in office and he had the House and Senate, you tend to get a lot done. But uh, so far, um, Donald Trump has, doesn't have a single legislative accomplishment. That means when you need to involve the, the Senate and the House, everything he's done has been signing executive orders, which are kind of like what a dictator does. It's like issuing yeah. fiats. They're small little steps that don't really um, accomplish anything, but they're the nature of what he's doing. It's A lot of it is just um, downright cruel. Uh, you know, for example, he's, he signed an executive order that um, allows people to hunt hibernating beers. He signed an executive order that um, says that... Um, that parrots are no longer an endangered species. His second <laughs> executive order he signed, it's a global gag rule, um, took away um, for, for women internationally access to birth control and, and abortion. And uh, so it's just been, you know, a, a steady pattern of taking away our values. And I, I, I keep going back to the word cruel. A lot of what he does is just, um, you know, it aimed at, uh, helping white men and hurting everybody else, to put it. <laughs> to a, yeah, no. <laughs> a, a small subgroup of people that he's friends with and his family. Right. Um, in your opinion, what do you think are some of the worst or the scariest things that you've tracked so far? So the scariest thing, I, I just did an interview from MoveOn.org last night, and they asked me that same thing. And mm-hmm. I, I, the thing that scares me the most is if you look at his approval ratings, it's the lowest of any modern-day president, and, and it's not even close. It's really far away. He's, he's a very unpopular um, leader. And there's only been two times since he's taken office that his members have spiked back up, and those were the days that um, he bombed Syria and he bombed Afghanistan. So my biggest concern is when things get dire um, that he will do what dictators sometimes do, and this is something I read about early on, they'll do something to distract us, and that might be what we see now with North Korea. It might be a war. It might be a bombing. It might be um, a terrorist attack. Something to distract us from the fact that he hasn't really accomplished anything in these first 100 days, uh, and that the country really doesn't like him. And and he's a man that's very sensitive about being liked, and his approval rating today is 39%, and his disapproval is 56%. So um, I I think that's a really uncomfortable state for him. So that's what worries me both, that in an effort to take back the narrative, that he might do something drastic.
We are here with Andrea Russett. Hi, Andrea. How are Hello. you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Thanks for having me. Okay, so we're pretty pumped because this is kind of a special episode because, as you may know, Trump's 100th day in office is coming up dun, 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 dun. on Saturday. We're not celebrating it. We're just oh. acknowledging that he has existed this long. I, can't, I honestly <laughs> can't that, believe it. And that we have made it. That yeah. we still exist. Yeah, but like not all of us do. Like We have survived 100 days, the three of us here. Not everyone has. That is true. true. It's really great. Uh, so we are going to be playing. <laughs> Everything on this show is really dark. But, but, but like, yeah, some of us has the show the has gotten progressively darker. Yeah, yeah. welcome to it. a cloud of darkness. Oh, my specialty. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to play a little game called One Hundred Days Bingo, and I literally, Carmen and I made like a bingo game with like a free bingo like maker online. It looks like myfreebingocards.com. Shout out to myfreebingocards.com. <laughs> Thank you for not sponsoring us, myfreebingocards.com. <laughs> um, once again, that's myfreebingocards.com. <laughs> um, and we like printed out these like janky sheets and we're just going to, I forgot to like have coins that we put on the thing. So we're just going to cross them off. It's going to be, you know, we're going to do the thing. We're going to do the um, thing. Okay, so... Five across, five down, or diagonal, or four corners, because we have a free space. That's how it's going to work. <laughs> we're going to figure Anything it out. Anything that has ever made you yell bingo before, <laughs> then we're fine. All right, here we go. I'm picking out the first one. Oh, my God. So I we, really hope it's Parade of We free mark sp- off free space, Yeah, you, right? can, you can use free, free space, yeah. yeah. I can't mark mine off because it says freed salliates. <laughs> <laughs> free salliates is basically the same. Okay, number one. We have shadow government. Oh. Okay, so this one. If you didn't know, I'm gonna find it in our in our sheet. I don't have it. Oh yeah, I do. Ev- everyone has it. It's just a matter of whatever. Um, there was a uh, report that came out about Donald Trump making a shadow government. Totally wh- chill. Uh, which means that he placed uh, advisors in every federal department so that they could gauge people's loyalty to President Trump. Not scary. We are going downhill fast. That is not Just downhill. Yeah, 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 yeah. FYI, that is not normal. That is not <laughs> what should be happening. Shadow government is number one. All right, everyone good? Number two. Here we go. Media blackout. Oh, I'm coming for the four corners. <laughs> what? Yeah, I already got two. What? I just got oh. like a weird, like I'm sort of getting a diagonal, <laughs> but not really because I started in the wrong place. <laughs> Media blackout. Wait, so, but if someone wins too fast, I'm just gonna want us to keep going. Yeah. We should go oh, till all three of, of us win. Yeah. We should go till the whole thing win and then we get up. Yeah, same let's time. oh my god. Yeah. Let's just cover <laughs> the board. I'm just really getting nervous that this is like the shittiest bingo site ever and that like we're all gonna win the same way or something. <laughs> like maybe it's just all the same board and I didn't check. Wow, are you just saying <laughs> yeah, myfreebingocards.com? <laughs> Once again, myfreebingocards.com. I'm getting a tattooed. <laughs> I'm getting a myfreebingocards.com tat. Um, okay, wait. So FYI, the uh, media blackout in the 100 days was when Sean Spicer, uh, the press secretary, wouldn't allow the New York Times. What was it? It was New York Times, CNN. L.A. Times. L.A. Times. A bunch of. But then they let in the. Um, yeah, they like stopped the they reputable news sources. But then they let in like that dude who lives in his mom's basement and <laughs> thought Hillary Clinton was dying. <laughs> yes. And like Breitbart. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool and super you know, legal, reliable. reliable. I heard about the media blackout on this uh, this program. I don't know if anyone here is tuned in to what? the Bossy Show. Oh, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Okay, next up we've got illegal voters. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, 
illegal voters. This is a Hillary one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. so illegal voters, meaning Donald Trump insists that like all three million um, <laughs> plus votes that Hillary Clinton got um, in the popular vote that extended her historic lead over his win um, were all cast by people who committed voter fraud who were either like undocumented immigrants or dead, you know, people voting, <laughs> pretending they're dead people. He did say dead people voted in this election. I yeah, yeah. And he insisted that. that none of the illegal voters voted for him. Like, it was just impossible that, <laughs> yeah. yes, there's a voter fraud problem. Millions of people are flooding the rolls. But also, none of them voted for him. But then we found out that, like, his entire fam and Steve Bannon all are registered to vote in more than one state. So they are. I do not know that part. Ooh, the tea. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's piping hot. Spilling it right here. Spilling it right here. (laughs) Next up, we've got a personal fave of the Bossy Show, Easy D. Easy D. (laughs) Oh, I need to know what this is. Okay, so this is my fave, which is Easy D, which was one of our nicknames for Donald Trump. (laughs) Um, But when the first time Donald Trump failed to put a racist travel ban in place um he tweeted about how he was angry that it was going through the courts and they were just waiting for someone to finally say that their unconstitutional ban was constitutional and he was like i don't get what's taken so long it's an easy d <laughs> oh i did see this tweet, and he like obviously meant easy decision but also like it wasn't oh, obvious like an easy D. Who the fuck says that? It easy D. You say obviously, but I had no idea he meant. Should decision. we all have? Should there be trucker hats that say Easy, easy D? D? Yes, I'd buy one. By the way, That's every single episode we decide a new piece of merch that we want <laughs> that we never get. It's like our sixteenth piece of merch. One. Day. I mean, we almost designed the send help graphic tee. But that is, I really want that one still. Okay, that's awesome. Next. Next up, will not be questioned. Oh, oh yeah. Um, um, where is this on mine? Um, so will not be questioned was Stephen Miller, who, by the way, I feel like I know a lot about Stephen Miller because I horrifyingly assigned myself the task of writing a listicle <laughs> of the <laughs> most offensive things he ever wrote in his. So, um, wait, what is his title again? So Stephen Miller is an advisor. He's just that's why I was he he made the rounds during the Muslim ban controversy the first time he Mm. he made the rounds. And when being asked about people saying that it was unconstitutional, he said the president's power will not be questioned. Um, Now, this was (laughs) we all remember the Muslim ban was like, what, a week into Donald Trump's presidency. He had no idea what an independent judiciary was or that they were allowed to exist. And he said he wished that we didn't have one. Um, And so. That was Stephen Miller's input was like the president will not be questioned, which is a horrifying thing to say. But then I learned it doesn't get better. It gets worse. (laughs) Stephen Miller is this weasel who grew up in Santa Monica, raised by Democrats, and is a freak who like read the the like. Wait, he really is a freak. Like if I could think of one person who I would call a freak. As a young man, like as a teen, he read this book written by the CEO of the NRA that's called like. I honestly think it's called, like, Guns and Freedom or some shit. It's like chicken soup for the 
alt-right soul. And like it, <laughs> he became this crazy, hardcore, far-right Republican in high school. And he would write columns in his high school papers and his college paper that still exist that I had to read for this article I wrote. And when he was going from middle school to high school, he called someone on the phone and told them he could not be their friend because they're Latino. <gasps> no. This was when he was like, okay, how old are you when you go from middle to high school? Like 13. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, I got tween, no tween, tween. <laughs> yes. And he, when he was like, yeah, and he like made fun of Maya Angelou and said that she was like basically like over, overhyped. And then he... It's horrifying. Stephen Miller, authoritarian assistant, who who like was an instrument of Steve Bannon's and is in the inner circle and is now the women's issues advisor as well. Perfect. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, him good. and Ivanka Trump are oh, going to be boo hiss. They are going to be <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like trying to pretend I'm in Germany. <laughs> they are going to be running the feminist department at the Trump White House. Great. Oh my god. Andrea, do you have like a fave moment from the Trump 100 days presidency so far? Oh boy, there's so many. There's so, <laughs> so many. much to choose from. Oh my god, honestly, during during the election, there was a lot of moments where I was like, I can't, like, this isn't happening. Yeah. This is not happening. But it was happening. It hey, all really grabbed by like, the pussy. Yeah. That. I'll, I cannot believe that. It just blows my mind. I know. This is an easy one. Uh, we've just got failed wall. He has not oh. built a wall. So. <laughs> yeah, that's easy to explain. <laughs> failed he- wall. All right, next up. Nuclear option. Okay. Not Nuclear war. Not to be confused with Not to be confused. Nuclear, <laughs> nuclear war. war. Nuclear option. <laughs> nuclear option. So, also uh, a term that people will remember from a vintage episode of The Bossy Show. <laughs> vintage. Um, the nuclear option happened. People thought maybe it wouldn't happen. Um, the Democrats in the Senate tried to filibuster Neil Gorsuch. The daddy SCOTUS. <laughs> yeah. Total Fox. Very scary man. Um... They tried to filibuster him. The Republicans changed the rules of the Senate that have been around for, you know, history and made it so that it was impossible to filibuster him. A Supreme Court nominee filling a vacant seat that was stolen from another president (laughs) by an illegitimate president. They forced him on in. They forced him on all of us um, with the nuclear option. Just to clarify, the nuclear option, it was called that because they were like, it's too insane. Yeah, It'll blow up, up too much. Everything. So they won't do it. And they here we did are. It. <laughs> they did it. Cool. They did it. Okay, we've got <laughs> we've got bombs. Oh Just yeah. Just the word bombs. Wow. Good old bombs. Which of course is uh, in reference to uh, multiple dr- bombs that Trump has dropped so far. One being the mother of all bombs in Afghanistan mm-hmm. on ISIS. Uh, which was they should just really can they failed. call these things like the father of all bombs? I know <laughs> we don't deserve this, right? We've I, I do protest. Yeah, um, and the other one, uh, of course, being an airstrike on a Syrian an air base mm-hmm. that also they missed. So and they warned them. It's fine. It was really effective, guys. I have like three in so many spots. Oh like, no, you know I'm, I mean? I'm. I need one more, and I got corners. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay, fine. We're not y'all playing been corners sleeping anymore. Sleeping on me. Okay, the rules have changed. <laughs> Nuclear option. Nuclear option. We're no not more playing corners. No more corners. No more corners. <laughs> okay, we've got Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago. So Mar-a-Lago, um, the president has spent <clears throat> seven of the thirteen weekends that he's been president. That is over fifty percent of them at his 
resort, Mar-a-Lago. So every time they go there, uh, Donald Trump makes millions of dollars. And um, also, apparently, every time they go there, like, a global crisis happens and a bunch of, like, drunk men get to watch Donald Trump take calls from world leaders in the middle of, like, I don't even know what goes on at Mar-a-Lago. Like, uh, it's just, like, golf dinner. Like yeah. I, golfing and golfing and rich golfing. Rich white people. For a man who walks around a golf course, that it's fine. Um, so, <laughs> but also, I feel like this was maybe, we can also talk about how um, the State Department this week, um, last week. No, no, this week, on Monday. Yes. Um, We're recording this on Tuesday. Carmen is confused as to what day this airs. I don't want to like. I don't want to make us sound dumb. You just looked at me with like the sweetest face, like April twenty (laughs) ninth. Um, uh, Marlago was like being promoted on the State Department's website. So the government was using its money to update a website. After, by the way, like just basically taking all the pages off of like they took an animal welfare page off of the white house website but they had the time and resources in the state department that no one works in except sex tillerson (laughs) to create a web portal that like talked about how amazing mar-a-lago was a like resort that you can pay to go to in florida like you don't it's not like camp david you can just go there if you want to (laughs) yeah so they took it down after like what 12 hours because people called them out but for a while there for a minute there they lost them and oh the corruption yeah, it's so oh, much... the corruption he went above and beyond okay guys this one's pretty exciting <gasps> a lot of lives lost oh, <laughs> oh, no. okay but actually failed travel ban one. Oh, oh wow what drama that was this was the drama the first failed travel ban um this was in his first what was it Wait? 10 days yeah of the presidency Def- yeah and it got struck down within 24 hours right um, or not struck down but put on Stay. Yeah, stay. Um, And then, you know, a bunch of people showed up at the airport and... We remember. I couldn't go go anywhere. I was supposed to have a flight that day and I was like, I don't even want to go. Yeah. I don't even want to (laughs) go. Yeah. (laughs) Not worth it. I feel like, honestly, like, it was a strategic mistake to Mm -hmm. announce it. Like, so it was so close after the Women's March. It was like, dude, we're all, like, really into this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we have a bunch of signs we made already. Like, (laughs) we're we're just trying to find new places to show them off. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was lit. Like, people were at LAX with, like, pizzas and shit. Like, it was the place to be. People were definitely meeting and making out like yeah. it was a, it was a club it was it a was... new level of the word organize because like people were so ready to go yeah, like, and so banners organized. were being unfurled like <laughs> yeah. he definitely should have we just... had remember we had a group text with like all of our friends being like so are we carpooling tomorrow morning what ha- whose house <laughs> are we awesome. meeting at like it was a new level of organization yeah and people didn't respond to the text fast enough so then we all started like sending frog emoji and trying to figure out who was like secretly an the alt-right right person the yeah. <laughs> okay we've got Freed Sally Yates. Freed Sally Yates! Okay. Freed Sally Yates. Well, I say freed because, like, who wouldn't want to be dismissed from the clutches of the Trump administration Mm. immediately before being, I don't know, like, sexually harassed or forced to sell your soul? (laughs) Yup. Or eat at a shitty Trump restaurant. Um, (laughs) God forbid. He didn't really free her so much as... uh, Fired. Sally Yates tried to be a patriot, said she could not defend... Trump's Muslim ban in court because she was also she was the acting she was the attorney, acting general. attorney general. So she is supposed to represent the White House 
in court if necessary. That is what an attorney general does. But she was like, as your attorney general, I'm just letting you know, this seems pretty unconstitutional to me, a person who has read the Constitution, unlike you, sir, who are unfortunately my boss because you rigged the election. So then he was like, (laughs) bye, Sally. And he freed her. Well, he He dismissed her. her, Which, by the way... um, was basically like the most dramatic thing to happen since Nixon fired his attorney general. Always a good person to follow in the footsteps of. <laughs> how, how are we doing? Does anyone? I got a bingo. I, se- I secretly You've been had bingo, this. but I, I didn't say bingo. anything because I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I've waited another one. Free that, Sally Yates was my last one. That is Me so too. funny. But wait, I'm going to go for an X. I'm going to go for an X. Okay, let's do an X. Dynasty, wait, Mama so needs you... a new pair of shoes. What oh my we win? God. Wait, so did you guys get bingo at the same time? Did you get... I just got it on Freed Sally Yates. Wow. Did you get it? I don't have it. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) Thanks, Obama. Thanks, myfreebingocards.com. Myfreebingocards.com. But I'm I'm not letting us stop until we hit my the my favorite thing on this board. Jill knows what it is. (laughs) Oh wait, I'm looking, I'm trying to figure it out. Oh yeah. I'm so excited for it. Um okay, next up we've got Russia. I, which we, you know, oh there's God. shit happening. We know what. Listen is to the Rachel Maddow show. Good old. You'll Russia. know everything you need to know about Russia, the real shadow. Or government. the Bossy show. Yeah, or the Bossy show. Heard of it? Can <laughs> Russia be? Yeah, Russia is the real okay. shadow government. That's definitely yes. Is it? <laughs> I pulled Carmen's favorite, which is <laughs> Parade of Freaks. Parade of Freaks. Oh hell yeah! Okay, so by far, like I feel like honestly. So this is how I felt about um, Bernie Sanders, but I also feel this way about Donald Trump, like basically on the left and the right. There's just a lot of irrelevant men in the world and they (laughs) are really desperate to like feel like they achieved greatness. Like they've spent their lives chasing greatness and now they're like hollow husks and they're like the equivalent of when you see like Cisco hanging out at a restaurant like you're kind of like wow that's so like x years ago so yeah there's been a parade of freaks I made a list (laughs) so that I could remember I want to I want to say their names (laughs) lest we always remember never forget the parade of freaks which includes Steve Bannon who looks like a death eater (laughs) Bill O'Reilly who sexually harassed over like who have sexually harassed dozens of women but Donald Trump insists is a a good guy. <laughs> Fuckboy and coward Paul Ryan. Mitch McConnell, the snapping turtle. Sex Tillerson. Jeff never sexting. Um, not quite foreign agents. Paul Manafort and Michael Flynn. Um, strangely Jewish Jared Kushner. Um, that is my brand. Bride of Chucky and Barbie's love child, Ivanka Trump. Also, Eric Trump, who is wearing a bag over his head as we speak at dinner with his father, telling him the financial information he's not supposed to have access to. Oh, Kid Rock. No! Who, I don't even need I don't even need to describe why that's no. disturbing. Kid Rock, who I had a teacher in my elementary school who would play Kid Rock when people took tests because she wanted to oh, be my him. God. So Kid Rock, who hangs out at the White House because no other famous person will, and Donald <laughs> Trump is sad. Um, and, of course, Baron Trump, who needs help. And, <laughs> you know, honestly, more? like Chris Christie, he shows up sometimes. Yeah. And Rudy Giuliani, also who shows up Big sometimes. Daddy. <laughs> Big, shut the fuck. 
Rudy Giuliani, also known as I Forgot You Were Still Alive. <laughs> I had not, I thought that you, I just didn't know. I just didn't know. Like, did I miss anyone? If I missed anyone, use hashtag Parade of Freaks <laughs> to, um, to let me know. Oh, th- I just picked my favorite, which is I'm president, you're not. <laughs> also, this can is bingo. Heart, if there was a... I just oh, got bingo. It's like something a, like a first grader would say. I'm president, you're not. It's amazing. Trump Tell It's Time magazine on day 62. Hey, look, in the meantime, I guess I can't be doing so badly because I'm president and you're not. Is a oh. real thing and not a quote from Anchorman. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right, so now that we all have bingo, I'm just, I'll just list off what the other ones were um, just for fun. Uh, we've got Holocaust denial coming oh, in hot. Wow. Oh yeah! Woo! Oh boy! Well, that's an inappropriate. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's Sean. <laughs> John Spicer denying the Holocaust. Um, yeah, yeah. We've got killing Earth, obviously, because Trump is killing or killing in off. myriad ways. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. Uh, cutting funding for the EPA, amongst other things. Failed travel ban two, of course, <laughs> a fan fave. Sequels uh, are never as good as the never. <laughs> They're never as good. It's a remake, and it wasn't that great. No one went. Wow! At Fast Eight. <laughs> Uh, we've got failed Trump care, a another personal fave of mine. I like on my card all the failures lined up next to Mar-a-Lago, which seems <laughs> like it's probably real. Like it's like failed travel ban one, failed travel ban two, failed Trump care, failed wall, all tattoos that I believe Donald Trump should have to get on his face. You know what I, I want to get? That. I want to get a tattoo down my spine vertically of myfreebingocards.com. <laughs> Not a sponsor yet on yes. the Bossy Show. Myfreebingocards.com. And Britta, we're still in the market. We are still. Um, okay, we also have largest crowd ever. That was, of course, Sean Spicer oh, yes. <laughs> bragged that they had Amazing. the, or what? No, it was Trump. That he mm-hmm. Trump himself and that they had the largest well, they crowd all ever participated. Yeah, it was Trump was like, oh, the big, look at look at this sea of love, <laughs> look at this sea at of love. His inauguration and of course, uh, he had like a fourth of what Obama had. And that was when Kellyanne Conway said another one. Alternative facts. Mm-hmm. Alternative facts. We also have on here. We've also got the dynasty, which is his family, which we kind of talked about. We've got nuclear war, which we talked about on the show. Not last to be confused week. with nuclear options. Right. This is more about North Korea. We've also got the Obama wiretap scandal. Lest we forget. And Thanks, finally, Obama. the last the one on the board. part of the 100 Ooh, days. Here we go. Uh, we have the bossy show because Woo. we did not exist until the week of the inauguration. Um, we probably would exist still but if Hillary won, but it would just be in a Hillary appreciation podcast. <laughs> it would right. literally be called Happy, the Hillary appreciation <laughs> yeah. podcast Hillary. for pretty young Women. Yeah, but instead, Donald Trump, welcome to your tape. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right, guys, how, how do we feel? We just, you know, unloaded all of the darkness. Wow. It's a lot of darkness going wow. on. Andrea, Andrea, initial thoughts. It's dark as fuck. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> One of my favorites is when he tweeted, happy Easter to everyone, even the haters and losers. Like, it's <laughs> Easter. He said haters and losers. Yes, he has tweeted haters and losers multiple times. He's like a 17-year-old who just, like, chugged a monster and got on Twitter. Yes. My haters and losers. Correct. That's t- Go on. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, Andrea, thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thanks I for having me. I hope you had fun. We didn't dark you out too much. I'll just Although, cry a little bit on the way home. Let's yeah. just get it out of my system. Same, but unrelated. Uh, <laughs> you can follow Andrea on Twitter at Andrea Russet and subscribe to her on YouTube at Andrea Russett as well. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Yay! This was fun. Yeah, this was really fun. Thank you to myfreebingocards.com. <laughs> you are going to be getting a brand deal tomorrow. Woo! <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Bossy Show. As Day 100 approaches, make sure you're staying involved or getting involved. 
As you heard on this episode, the fight is nowhere near over, and now is not the time to get lazy. Plus, fun fact, women make up the majority of people who call their representatives. Probably because for us, in many cases, resistance means survival. Keep it up. That's all for this episode of The Bossy Show. Make sure to tune in next week. Want to get involved? Here's something you can do right now to make a difference. If there's anything we've learned from Trump's first 100 days, it's that there actually is somewhere besides up to go from here. And it's the depths of authoritarian hell. Keep on keeping on and stay vigilant by subscribing to Daily Action. Text DAILY to 228 to get a text a day with a prompt to resist Trump and keep up the good fight. Special thanks to Andrea Russett and Amy Siskind for being on our show. Follow at The Bossy Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr for pics from inside the show and more. The Bossy Show is recorded at Sonic Pool Post Productions in Hollywood. Music by Johnny Franco and audio engineering by Drew Frost. See you next time. Jill, they can't see us.